Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hello and welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. I have no co-host today. It's just me, myself, and I. And joining me in the studio, we have Dr. Lise Janelle. She's a human potential and relationship coach, as well as an author. She authored two books. One is called Conversations with the Heart and You Are Loved. Dr. Lise has helped thousands of clients achieve fast, deep, and long-lasting breakthroughs by helping them eliminate self-sabotaging thoughts and patterns. She also founded the Heart Freedom Method. Very interesting, which we're going to learn all about tonight right here on the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Dr. Lise Janelle, welcome to the show. Thank you, Laura. I'm so excited for this conversation today. I've been just recently following your work, and I think it's amazing. So I think you're you. gonna, we're, we're going to be able to help a lot of people out here today. So tell us more about your background, the work that you do, and what the Center for Heart Living is all about. Well, my background was, uh, I was a chiropractor, a holistic chiropractor for over 22 years. And it didn't take me long to realize that people who were happy didn't get sick as often. And if they got sick, they healed a lot faster. And, you know, uh, in 1988, my father was diagnosed with terminal cancer, given nine months to live. Uh, Three weeks later, my 21-year-old brother died in a car accident. And then uh, my eight-year relationship to the man I thought I was going to marry ended. And it was like, (gasps) ouch. Ouch. Yeah. So that sent me on the quest to understand what do you do? How do you live life knowing that these things are going to happen? It's not. As human beings, we only experience happiness when we connect in the heart. And so my story is the story of many people I've the, do public speaking in front of thousands of people so far and have asked this question over and over again. Raise your hand if you've never experienced huge challenges, not just small, but huge challenges. I'm going through one right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so far, nobody's ever risen their hand, except once it was a very young girl and she says, me, but I'm scared because I know when it happens, I don't know how I'm going to cope. So the idea, if you're smart as a human being, is not to try to avoid challenges, is to learn to use challenges to your advantage. And that's how you make it as a happy human being. And that includes relationships. And so what is the heart freedom method that you've been practicing for over 30 years? Um, so actually, the Heart Freedom Method is an offshoot. Um, some people have watched the uh, show uh, Grey's Anatomy, and uh, Owen went for an NET session, a neuroemotional technique. So I've been practicing neuroemotional techniques since 1989, and uh, when I, I've literally done this with thousands of people. So I, I became aware of patterns. There are some very basic patterns that happen to everyone that can derail us. And then when I started coaching, because NET demands that you be face to face, I got frustrated because I have clients over the world, you know, in Madrid and Japan, like all over the world. So when I started coaching on the phone, I I need to do the mind body work that I know how to do, but I couldn't do it. So I went about creating this method that anybody can learn. That's why you created this method. I created this method. Unbelievable. And it's quick, like within 
10 to 15 minutes, you can find out one of the reasons why you keep attracting always the same disastrous relationship, why you always end up in the same pattern, because patterns repeat themselves until you go back, find the initial moment where your subconscious mind associated more pain than pleasure or more danger and safety to something you want consciously, because relatively speaking, our conscious mind that wants something is the size of a football. The subconscious mind in charge of our survival, the football field. So you can claim that you want a relationship over and over again. You do everything for ha to have it, but it never works out. Why? Because deep down, maybe when you were a little kid, you watch your mom and your dad fighting, and then it looked like so painful. You, you, you promised yourself, I'll never put myself in that situation. So part of you says, oh yeah, I want a romantic relationship. But the other part of you goes, mm-mm. This is too dangerous. So our, our subconscious mind is self-sabotaging. Yes. Well, it's not sabotaging because then it's, you know, it's there to protect us. So if you decide that it's more dangerous to be in a relationship than not be in one, it's not going to happen. You're always going to pick the wrong person. Right. And so how do you work towards helping people change perhaps these self-sabotaging beliefs that they might have? Well, it's really easy. <laughs> I can do the heart freedom method on people and I find, like, for example, it was just before I came today uh, for the interview, one of my clients, when she was four years old, her sister was born. And guess what? Everybody goes to the baby and say, oh, cute the baby is. Like, oh, cute is yours. So as a kid, you don't hear how cute is the baby. You hear how ugly you are because nobody's telling you you're cute. Everybody is beelining for the baby. So she had this story inside of her that she was ugly. And I worked with her in one session. She started dating and she start, She met this guy. That's the guy she's with now. She's never been able to be in a relationship more than a year. Now she's been with him for a long time. And it, it keeps growing. Like we can have silly reasons why. We hold ourselves back. That have nothing to do with the truth. Most of the time has nothing to do with the truth. Very interesting here on the Dating and Relationship Today. We are talking to Dr. Lise Janelle. She's a human potential expert and elite mindset coach. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how to create and sustain a happy and healthy relationship. We'll be back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're talking to Dr. Lise Janelle today. She's a human potential expert and elite mindset coach. We are talking about the belief systems that we carry around when it comes to all things love and relationships. I'm Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. And now I want to ask you, uh, what does it mean to live connected to the heart? Living connected to the heart is, um, the heart is the seat of love, gratitude, wisdom, and inspiration. Love, gratitude, wisdom, and inspiration. Love is not an emotion. This is one of the biggest myths I'm about busting. I, I'm passionate about busting this because when you reconnect people in the heart through gratitude, through love, through inspiration, through wisdom, they experience inner peace and they, they can be happy in a relationship. When we experience infatuation, infatuation is so intense, it's so 
passionate. I fell madly in love with someone. Actually, you're not loving that person yet. You're in infatuation. You're imagining you're going to have more pleasure than challenges in that relationship. And that usually lasts about three months, maybe six months. Yeah. And then you start to discover the other side. Now the blinders go off. Now you start to see the person for who they really are. And then you have an opportunity to truly grow in love. But what people are scared of is actually infatuation. So when you live connected with the heart, you experience inner peace, you experience confidence, you're, you're able to use your center and go explore the world in your career, in your health, going to the gym, your social life, everywhere. The heart is the place to be if you want to live an amazing life. I totally agree with that. So what do you believe is the most important thing when it comes to creating a sustaining a happy and healthy, successful relationship? For me, the most important thing is to have two people who want the best for each other. My definition of love is wanting the best for another being while respecting my need. That's why it's called the art of love. It's not black and white. It, it, it's a dance that you have for people. So if you're with someone who doesn't want the best for you, get out. Like when people ask me, it's like, I don't know, I'm scared. I don't know who to choose. I said, how would you, if it's a, it's of a woman, I said, how would you choose a girlfriend? Like, would you choose a girlfriend that's mean, that puts you down, that doesn't want to know anything about you? How would you cho choose a best girlfriend? But sometimes we don't know that right away when we get into a relationship. So what about uh, down the road, like you've been dating this person and you don't really learn about them fully uh, until about a year in or yeah. maybe two years in or maybe you've had babies with this person. Yeah. And, and it's harder to get out then. But that's the thing is people really need to realize that infatuation is not love because infatuation is what's going to make you put the blinders on. And, and I wrote um, a happy relationship checklist. People can download it. It's it's free happy relationship checklist.com. And there are five points to go for if you want to find a really good relationship. Number one, go for someone who wants to be with you. Yes. It sounds evident, but the number of people who've come to see me and they're infatuated with someone who told them right from the get-go, I'm not interested in being in a relationship right now or I don't want this. And they try and they try and become obsessed trying to get these people. So if a person tells you they're not interested, don't wait more than five minutes. Put a big X. Get out of there. That's because people want what they can't have. Yeah, well, if you want to be happy, if you want true love, don't go there. You're asking for torture. Yeah, if you you're into torture, exactly. go for it. You deserve if better you, than that. If you're masochist, go for it. Um, the second part is go with someone who has a track record of being a good friend. It is your responsibility to not give your heart to someone when you, how do they treat the, the waitress at the restaurant? How do they talk about the exes? Are they there for their family when the going gets tough? Yeah, and these are all signs and things that people might see early on in a relationship, but they sweep underneath the rug and go, you know what? Well, maybe it'll get better or maybe he just had a bad day or maybe she had a bad day. Maybe Speci things will change. Especially when you're desperate. Yeah. When people are desperate, they don't want, it's like, if you haven't had a job in three years, your bank account is empty and you get a job in a really bad place where they expect you to work a hundred hours and pay you for 40 and they, they don't want you to have any vacation. Uh, if you're in need, you're going to take that job. 
Right. It's the same thing. You haven't had sex in three years. You're lonely. You're crying. You're eating bonbons by yourself. Like. Or, but you're, or, or you're looking for that perfect partner, and and finally you meet somebody that you're really attracted to. Yeah, and that there's, the, there's a difference between the chemistry and the heart. From my experience doing the mind body work, like I have people coming, like couples, and I work with both of them. The reason we get attracted to someone, I, I could line up ten gorgeous um, people in front of you with really good CVs, they're interesting, blah, blah, blah. One of them you'd be attracted to and the other one's not. And that person you're attracted to is the person that you subconsciously know you're going to learn to love through that person. Because this is so really important. The aim of a relationship is not to make us happy or miserable, which is what seems to happen often. The aim of a relationship is to teach us how to love. Because when we love, we feel happy. So yes, a relationship makes us happy, but not for the reason that we think about, like a charming prince, a charming princess that's going to make us feel like like everything is going to be okay for the rest of our life and they live ever happily ever after. We're talking to Dr. Lise Janelle on how to create and sustain a happy and healthy relationship when we come back on the Dating and Relationship Show. Don't go anywhere. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Dr. Lise Janelle, a relationship coach who's helped thousands of people achieve breakthroughs by helping them eliminate self-sabotaging thoughts and patterns, is in studio with us today on the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host. Before the break, she was giving us her checklist of five things to help us create and sustain a happy and healthy relationship. I think we've been, uh, we did one, we did number two, and now we're on to three. What's number three? Number three is choosing someone who has similar core values. And like ah, you were... Ah, yes. Thank you very much. That's what you were As saying As a matchmaker, before. it's very important. Exactly. I do the same. Right? Exactly. You have to be on the same... You have to be in the same field. You, you have to want the same things. So if, in, if, if religion's important to you, then you have to make sure that you find someone who shares the same religion as you. If one person wants to live in the city and the other person wants to, you know, live or retire in on a farm somewhere, there's going to be problems down the road. So go ahead. Sorry. No, perfect. That's exactly, yeah. sec- exactly that. And people often give their heart on a silver platter without taking the time to discover if their values match. If you want 10 kids, the other one doesn't want an A, that's going to be a problem. I had a couple come to see me and they were lo- they loved each other. And when they got married, they already knew the woman had uh, three kids and they were teenagers and she didn't want to have any more kids. She was done. And the other one knew that when they got married, but you know, she had not admitted to herself that she wanted to have kids. So then they ended up having to, you know, part because having kids was super important. And I hear so often, uh, I see women in my practice come in where they've been date that, you know, they might have wasted 10 or 15 years with a guy and he was going to prom, he promised them kids. And then eventually they turn around and said, I, you know, I, I don't want kids anymore. And that's unfair. Right. And so sometimes it's not our fault. We stay in relationships because someone's promising us the world, but then uh, they just end up doing something different and it's unfair. My my experience, though, has been that subconsciously we already know that. Really? Mm-hmm. We uh, already know that they what they want? Mm-hmm. And we choose that partner because deep down it, like, 
for example. Is, is it something that maybe we're, we're afraid of as yes, well? Yes, exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and then we, we almost turn around and put the blame on them. Yeah, because that's much easier. Like, okay, I'll give you an example. Okay. The woman brings me her guy for me to fix him because yes, that's yeah. what we like Cause, to do. Because guys hardly <laughs> will go hardly get fixed, but on their own. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So, so a guy had moved from Amsterdam to be with her in Toronto, but they were not living together. Nine months later, he was still living in a separate place, and she was like, "Hmm." So she brings him. So I could fix him because obviously this is wrong. Did you fix him? Well, first I go with her because I what I do is I check statements that they say they want to be true. So consciously she said she wanted him to move in. So I check her on, I want uh, my partner to move in with me. And she was not okay with that. And we found when she was seven years old, her big sister had been found, uh, sent back to share her bedroom with her. And that had taken all over the place. So she had lost her queendom. Okay. And when I tested him on, I want to move in with her, he was not okay because when he was seven years old, his twin brother had done the same thing to oh, him. Oh, goodness. So you don't know that when you meet someone that I, it would give you goosebumps. I sit there and I watch and it's like, you would not have known that these two people had the same story happening to them at the same time. But they had. So and neither they, of them really wanted to move in with exactly. each other. Exactly. So I took care of, you know, the subconscious belief that had associated more pain than pleasure to moving in together. And, you know, within a few weeks, they were they were living together. That's amazing. How many sessions does someone need? Uh, depending generally? on what they, sh- they come to see me, it can be one session. Like I, I had, think I'm going to come see you. <laughs> <laughs> I had one couple... They flew in from Australia to go to a wedding, and one of my clients was there. And like the woman wanted to leave her husband. There they are watching a wedding, and the woman is mad at her husband and wants to leave him. So they came in. I did an hour with them, and I got them to fall in love with each other again within an, an hour. Because the, when you hit a, a block, which is number four, actually, in my checklist, get together with someone who understands that all relationships will have challenges. And actually, through working through them, you can grow more in love instead of apart. And number five? Number five is a good sexual connection. Do you think that's necessary for everybody, though? What, and then this is what I was going to say. Whatever that means for you. Because there are some couples who are asexual, and they're totally okay. And they're, ha- yep, they're good with they're, it. They're totally good with it. But if one partner is more se- sexual than the other, you're going to have troubles. But it can change down the road because you could be extremely sexual at one point in your life and then things happen, you get older and you have kids and then maybe okay. you're not as sexual anymore. Okay, this, so is, is, that, is, that this is something, again, I'm very passionate. I'm a woman, I understand this. The number of times that a woman has kids and then refuses to have her husband touch her. Like, get away from me, I'm going to kill you. We're going to talk about this. <laughs> because there are a lot of people listening right now that want to hear this. So stay tuned. We're talking to Dr. Lisa now. We're talking about sex right here on the Dating and Relationship Show. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the 
dating and relationship show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host. Joining me today in studio is Dr. Lise Janelle. She's a relationship coach who's helped thousands of people Thousands, okay, thousands, achieve breakthroughs by helping them eliminate self-sabotaging thoughts and patterns. Before the break, we were talking about your checklist of five things or five ways to sustain a happy and healthy relationship. And we were on number five, which was having a great sexual connection. So you want to continue with that, please? Yes. So a good sexual connection, whatever that means for their relationship, some some couples are asexual and they love each other and they're, that's fine. And and um, if one partner is more sexual than the other, then that's when we encounter problems. And it's been said that often in a relationship in the beginning, things are great, everybody wants to have sex, but then everyday living happens, then you have kids. And then often, it's more often, the woman. She has the kids, she's tired, she feels she's giving up on herself already and she doesn't want her husband to touch her anymore. And this is such a common, common pattern. And you know what I tell the women who come to see me with that problem? What do you tell them? I tell them, you need to carve time for yourself. That's the only problem. Because if this is you, imagine right now, both, uh, the listeners, you take your index and thumb uh, on each hands together and you have two circles now. If you put two circles on top of each other, now you have one circle that's redundant and that's not sustainable two circles on top of each other always lead to two circles apart so what happens is if the mother is giving herself at work she's giving herself to the kids she lost her boobs to the kids (laughs) there's no time for her she feels she's going to pull her hair off and then her husband wants to be amorous she feels like I'm going to go nuts stay away from me and that's not fair. No, like, but what if she's lost her sexual drive? Because that happens. I guarantee you, I work with enough. I, I work with enough couples that if the woman starts taking care of herself, she starts sleeping better. She has time to meditate, to do her yoga, and she eats better, and she realigns, you know, her hormones. When sex is healthy for us. It moves the Kundalini energy. It makes it makes. Like I went to my, <laughs> this is personal, but hey, I went, to, <laughs> I went to my hairdresser and she goes, "Wow, your hair is thicker." She says, "Have you been having lots of sex?" I go, "Yeah." <laughs> is that what makes your hair thicker? <laughs> really? She says in the 1400s, even they had books who had written about that. That you know, having sex is good for your hormones, good for your hair, for your skin. <laughs> good to know. For, Very good so, to know. So, um, sex is actually so pleasurable. And so if you love your sex drive, go, okay, this is a challenge. I used to love having sex. Now I'm not having it. So my heart, there's an imbalance in the hormones. There's too, mu- too much fatigue. Um, it's important to make sure that both partners are taken care of in a relationship. Like when a partner says, I don't want sex, stay away. It's not fair. It's just like if the partner always wants to have sex, and you don't want, that's not fair. So we have to find a way of getting both people happy. And that's, so sex becomes a big problem, but it's it's not going to be a big problem if you take the time to take time for yourself. If you don't do that, 
you're going to push your partner away and then your partner is going to go have an affair and then like look my partner is a jerk here i am at home taking care of the kids it's all about me taking care of the kids and he's out there having fun like they wants to kill the guy <laughs> but, also, but sometimes the women cheat too we can't yes, always blame exa- the men a, a, no I agree but often when there's kids involved and the mother is the one the caregiver she's tired she doesn't want to have sex with the husband she's not going to go have sex with some guy she might do that later on but usually yeah, when the kids are all grown up <laughs> when the kids are all grown up exactly so let's talk about tips for attracting more love or the right love into your life so now we grow up reading and listening to movies like let's say the notebook uh fairy tales like cinderella romeo and juliet and you know we watch even the bachelor right where people are finding love quickly they're getting married within you know a year which never really works out anyways so this is how a lot of us expect to find love and when it doesn't happen because we don't obviously live in this fairy tale world we get down on ourselves and automatically start believing that there must be something wrong with us right so my question to you is what are the common things that prevent people from finding love and and attracting the right partner okay and how can singles attract more love in their life or the right love because oftentimes we are attracting the wrong person for us okay so the five points i gave you before those if you're dating right now use these these five checkpoints because they will guide you you're going to be pretty safe number one number two the game is for you to love who you are you need to see how you are an asset in a relationship if you feel like oh my god like will i ever have a relationship nobody will ever want me and you start from that place where you don't feel you have any anything to give it's not going to work out you need to own who you are and once you see who you are and you love who you are then you can attract someone you can see that like for me I used to think I'm an alien like I know so much stuff like I talk about all these things no man will ever want me that was my story so I had to say no this is who I am I love who I am I'm good at what I do and I'm sure there's a guy out there who's going to be juiced by me and that's exactly what I attracted but the magic happened once I got there yesterday someone was asking me what if you're in a wheelchair well that's still the same thing if you're in a wheelchair you can love yourself being in a wheelchair just attract someone else who is in a wheelchair who wants to be with you we're talking about uh, or we're giving tips for attracting the right love into your life right here on the dating and relationship show we'll be right back with that same topic because I have something to say Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bilotta. Thanks for tuning in to the Dating and Relationship Show each and every Sunday night. In studio with me today is Dr. Lise Janelle. She's a human potential expert and elite mindset coach. Before the break, we were talking or giving tips about attracting more love or actually the right kind of love in your life. And you said something about the law of attraction. And I do uh, talk about that in my book called Single in the City. And the law of attraction when you are looking for someone is always in effect because you attract who you are. So if you... uh, if you think positively, you're going to attract more 
positive outcomes. The law of attraction is in effect because you attract who you are. If you think negatively, you're going to attract more negativity into your life. If you think more positively, you're going to attract more positivity into your life. And you need to ask yourself this question, would I date myself? So do you possess the qualities that you're actually looking for in a mate? Are you confident? Are you trustworthy? Are you interesting? Are you confident? Uh, Are you kind? And if the answer is no to most of these questions, then you really need to figure yourself out. And wouldn't you agree with that, Dr. Dr. Lees? I mean, most people get into relationships and they don't even know who they are themselves. So if you don't know who you are, how are you going to attract the right person for you? Exactly. That's why you need to understand your core values and what you bring to a relationship. And I say, just like you, I said, you're not going to attract who you want. You're going to attract who you are. Yes. You're not going to attract. Like, and, but there's two parts to that. There's the conscious part of you that can decide, okay, you know, I'm a good asset. I have this and this and this and this. But the other part is your subconscious belief about love. So those are the two super important things that will allow you to attract the right relationship in your life. First, you need to know who you are, embrace who you are. And I created um, something called the Best Friend Journal. And it's really easy. You, you need to cultivate that inner voice that no matter what's happening in the world outside of you will be able to stand up for yourself and be there for you so you can love yourself. So there's a conscious part to attracting the right partner. The second part is to go explore your beliefs about relationship. And there are three clues to have a subconscious belief working against you. The first one, you, need what, you know what needs to be done, but you're not doing it. Your girlfriend tries to set you up on dates, but you're always too busy. There's always something else procrastination number two or you don't trust your friends <laughs> number well if it's a pattern all the time <laughs> number two um you do what needs to be done but it feels like drudgery you constantly have to push to do these things number three you do everything right but you keep getting the opposite re- results to what you want these are three clues that subconsciously if it's only once it's not that but if, if you keep seeing the pattern over and over again, you're going to realize that at some level, your subconscious mind has associated more pain than pleasure, more danger than safety to having a relationship. I had a woman once come to see me, and she was maybe in her 60s, and she plucks herself in front of me. She goes, I'm on the verge of my fourth divorce, and there's one Five. constance. <laughs> Me. (laughs) (laughs) At least she can admit it. She admitted it. She like she was ready to change her life around. But yeah. And what qualities should we be looking for in a partner? Well, that's what we're talking about. About a best friend. That's why. Like, what kind of best friend would you choose? Because everybody is different. For me, I need someone who loves to learn and grow, who likes to explore the world, who's willing to talk about everything and be in integrity and honest and willing to, you know, face challenges together to grow more in love. These and, were my things. And don't you think that so many people are are looking for that perfect person? And, yes. and, and, and people need to realize that there's no such thing as per- perfection in a person because and guess what? You're not perfect either. And you want someone to accept your flaws. So you need to be able to accept somebody else's flaws. And as a matchmaker, this is a common denominator. This is something I see often where people are looking for someone based on what they look like. But guess what? Just because someone is just so handsome or so so beautiful or gorgeous or whatever does not mean that they're a perfect match for you. It doesn't mean that they're compatible with you. 
No, it's it's so fascinating to see how people, when they first meet someone, that's what they're looking for on the outside, but so often it doesn't match what's on the inside. Exactly. And then they get disappointed and hurt. And then they don't want to, to keep going because, you know, this person looked perfect on the outside. Yeah, and, and, and also, I know you, you also in your practice, you talk about uh, if that spark is not initially there right away, give it a chance because it might foster. You never know. You don't know enough about somebody on one date to really determine whether that person would be a, a, a wonderful match for you. And even if there there might be the slightest thing that they did wrong, give them a, give them another chance. Yeah, but the people who pick the slightest thing they did wrong as the reason why they're not gonna go on another date, it's because they're scared. That's that's usually just so the again, reason. So again, they're self sabotaging. They're self sabotaging. The other reason when people are looking for the perfect mate is because they don't love who they are. Yes, and that's so important. Let's talk about that. How important is it to love yourself first? before you get out there and truly give your heart and soul to somebody else. Like, how can you love someone when you don't love yourself? You can't. You can't. The relationship will be tumultuous. Full of drama. Yes. Because you'll constantly look for your partner to make up for this thing you don't have inside. And for sure, they're going to fail because nobody is only 100% focused on you. So it's going to be full of emotions, full of drama. But it's going to be a very good lesson in love. Because remember, the aim of a relationship is not to make us happy or miserable, is to teach us how to love. Because that will make us happy. Thank you. We need to take a break. We'll be right back with Dr. Lise Janelle on the Dating and Relationship Show. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show, we have Dr. Lise Janelle in studio with us. She is a relationship coach who's helped thousands of people achieve breakthroughs by helping them eliminate self-sabotaging thoughts and patterns. Thank you so much for being here with us today. What an interesting conversation. And people are going to find out soon where they can find you. And so I want to um, just continue the conversation because we were talking about how important it is to truly love ourselves before we can actually give ourselves to somebody else or to love somebody else. So how can we cultivate self-love? Okay, I have a, I use the yin and the yang as a symbol for understanding what a successful life is all about. The yin is the, ma- the female principle of listening and the yang is the male principle of acting. Whether a woman or a man, we have both. So the listening... What if you have men and men or women and women? Doesn't matter. Within each person, we have the yin and the yang. Okay. So to be successful in life, to live an amazing life, you need to first listen to your heart. And your heart wants you to know two things. First thing your heart wants you to know is you're worthy of love. The second thing your heart wants you to know is wants you to admit your dreams and aspiration. And too many people don't spend the number of time. People, I, I talk with them, they come to see me, they want me to make them happy. And I ask them, so what is it you would like your life to be in a year from now? And they go, I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, well, you don't know. How am I going to know? <laughs> so it would be like, well, you're speaking to me. And I'm looking around and I don't pay attention. How would you feel if we we're in a long-term relationship? You feel like depressed, like I'm not paying attention to you. Yeah. Well, every time you don't listen to your heart, you're making yourself feel the same way. 
Let's say while we're speaking, you tell me you like Thai food, and next time we get together, I make a reservation at a Thai restaurant. You go. You were listening. Oh, I'm listening, but more, I did something. So, for those of you who are listening right now, if you feel depressed, I can guarantee you that depression comes from knowing what you want, but not taking actions to making it happen. Those two things are super important. You were talking about the principles of attraction. I'm part of the, the group that did the movie The Secret. Like I was there when they shot the movie The Secret. I could have been in it if I put my name on the list. And I can guarantee you that to have like all these people in the movie The Secret, they all talk about inspiration, basically knowing what it is that you want to manifest. But you also, all these people work really hard. So you need to admit what you want and then you need to align your time take action step to give to yourself those two things do whatever it takes to let go of any belief that you're unworthy of love it's not because your parents divorced that something is wrong with you i see this all the time if if parents divorce most likely like i've seen this pattern over and over if it's a woman she's going to think it's because she was not sweet enough or cute enough if it's a man whose parents divorce the pattern so commonly is they were not smart enough to figure out a solution it's fascinating and, and because as soon as we are born, right from the get-go, we're looking to the outside world to take care of us. So when if you cry, and a lot of us, when we were born, we were taken to the nursery, and we were allowed to cry and cry and cry. We were just born. We want mommy, but nobody would come. So now we started creating stories about our worth. What's wrong with me? I'm calling for love. Nobody's coming. I, it hurts when I ask for what I want. Maybe I should just stop asking for what I want because that way it won't hurt so much. And then we go to school and then our best friend, you know, drops us because somebody has got a better toy the next day. But then you're 17 years old and you get your first crush. And that's why you call it a crush. You get crushed afterwards. So when we are starting to look to the outside world all the time to give us our sense of worth, you're going to fail because people are not invested in making you happy 100% of the time. That's why we need to wake up from that illusion that first love is going to come from the outside. If you start first listening to your heart and admitting what you want and making sure that you do everything to know you're worthy of love, once you start living consciously from that place, you transform your life. You're not at the mercy of the winds because people around you are not always focusing on you. You're focusing on yourself. And we can't expect to just change overnight. We need to be patient with ourselves. Exactly. And realize that it's a process. It's a journey. It's a exactly. journey, a it's process. A, it's a journey. But as sure. long as we have the tools, so you give people the tools and then they have to go home and basically do their homework. Oh, that's why I, I started being a coach because I realized, okay, I, I was giving these seminars. I love giving seminars. I have one co seminar called The Art of True Love. I love it. It's great. I have another one called Extreme Freedom. It's great too. But it's like going to the gym. If you go to the gym and you go once, okay, it's good. But if you keep going, you're going to get healthy. You don't have to be born under a lucky star. You don't have to be so lucky to have a great life. You just need to admit what it is you want and not wait for a fairy godmother to give, come and give it to you. You need to give to you what you would love the world to give to yourself. And as you do that, you start changing. The principle of the law of attraction starts to happen. If you challenge yourself, you'll attract support. If you stay in your comfort zone, you'll attract challenges. The yin and the yang, that's the true law of attraction. I've actually taught that to the people from the movie The Secret and they go, whoa, this is cool. And I, we probably have, uh, we have like a minute left. We don't have much time, but one more quick question. So what do you want to say to people who 
look um, outside for their own happiness. So those people that will say something like, um, I, I, you complete me, you know, I need you in my life in order to be happy. I can't be happy without you. You are the person who makes me happy. What do you say to those people? Well, for sure choosing, it's like choosing best friends. Having best friends around you is gonna be a nice thing, but nobody on the outside is ever gonna be able to be make you happy. People pay me for, you know, for me to work on helping you, them can happy. Can you make me happy? Like, yeah. It's like, but I, I can guide you, but you're gonna have to do the work to get there. So yeah, choosing a right mate comes like choosing a right best friend, but you wouldn't expect your best friend to be the source of your happiness. So why would you ex- expect your mate to be your source or your kids? That's all the time we have uh, for today. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. And thank you, Dr. Lise Janelle, for joining us. It was great chatting with you. Where can people find out more about you and your teachings and um, I book have a session many with you? things like, yeah, you can go on my, my website, drlisejanelle.com. You can book an appointment there. It's great. Uh, I'd love to have you. Um, you also can download um, the happyrelationshipchecklist.com. If you wanted to hear the five points, then an ebook you can download. The other one to cultivate your inner voice, bestfriendjournal.com. It's also really good because that's going to be the place where you're going to start cultivating that that connection within yourself. Thank you so much. And for myself, you can uh, find me at singleinthecity.ca for upcoming events and programs and all sorts of stuff. You can also check out my book there. And that's it for today. That's it. I have so much more to say, but we don't have any time. So stay tuned and uh, hopefully you'll uh, tune in next week. Ciao for now.